Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. And today, we are going to talk about how to survive a mass shooting. You know, it's really unfortunate that I even have to record a podcast like this one. How do I survive when I'm just doing my daily routine? How do I not get killed when I go to the supermarket? And of course, this is in honor of those who died in the recent Boulder, Colorado shooting. A lot of you guys know that I do live in Colorado and I'm in the neighboring city to Boulder, Colorado. And actually my good friend, Melissa, her brother was a police officer that was involved in that shooting and he lost his really good friend. There was one officer killed. Apparently this 21 year old kid bought an AR-15 like a week before the shooting, went in and killed 10 people. It's a pretty sad day when this happens. And it's a pretty sad day that we even have to record this, that we even have to think about this and consider it and wonder, should I carry a gun to protect myself? It's really sad. And you know, in Colorado particularly, which is interesting, I, I really don't get it, but there's been a lot of mass shootings in this state. There's a lot of mass shootings everywhere in the United States and even abroad, but particularly in Colorado, it's kind of where it all started with the Columbine high school shooting. Remember that bowling for Columbine was all about that. And then there was the shooting where the guy went up and shot the movie theater up, um, the Batman movie, and now this in Boulder, Colorado. But dude, even in Florida, apparently like there's actually a video on it in YouTube if you wanna check it out. This psychopath goes into a school board meeting with a gun and he starts shooting at people. And it's amazing to watch these people reaction. They move slower than pond water. It's, hel- it's like, hello, dude, this guy's fucking got a gun. And, this- and these people are like, oh, maybe I should get under the table. You guys watch it. It's insane. And then in Texas, there's the Texas church shooting, which was kind of ironic because the guy kills, I think, two people. And then like 75 people pull out their guns and kill them. But, you know, it's a sad day, man, that we even have to talk about this. So. What I wanna do is give you guys some good information about you know, how you can survive this if something like this happens to you. If you just happen to be in a situation where somebody's shooting up the place, how can you most likely survive? Now, a quick disclaimer to this, I am definitely not an expert on this. Certainly a lot of you out there know a lot more than I do about this, but my really good friend is a tactical arms instructor. I spoke to him about this myself before this podcast, and I've also done a lot of research on it because, you know, I have a family. I have a woman, I have a one and a half year old, and we shop at the very same supermarket that the shooting happened. Not the very same, but the same chain. It's called King Supers. And, uh, you know, it's just in Boulder and we're the next town over. What if there's a copycat killer? What if somebody tries to mimic what this psychopath did? You know, and my family's there. Like Marissa goes with the baby, to King Supers once or twice a week. And I mean, going through my head, I'm like, Jesus, dude, like what if they're there when that happens? Oh my man, I don't even wanna think about it, bro. I don't even wanna think about it. But what I told her is what I'm gonna tell you guys today. So let's go ahead and jump right into the content. So first and foremost, we have to check our situational awareness. How aware are you of your surroundings when you're in a public venue? Are you like most people who have your head in your cell phone, not paying attention, putting your head in your apps, as it were, and not even knowing what the hell is going on around you. You know, if somebody were to walk in 
to a supermarket with an AR-15, a bulletproof vest, and a frown on his face looking completely psychotic, would you notice that? Or would you be like most people and just be going about your daily thing, not even aware of the other people that are around you? And you know, part of the reason I'm so situationally aware is because it's been taught to me through years of opening girls. I'm constantly looking for women. I'm constantly looking for hot girls that I can open. So it's almost like I do a ocular pat down of everybody who I see. And I've made that a natural part of my day-to-day life. I'm always looking at everybody. Does this person look like a threat? And just like as a masculine, unapologetic man, your duty is to protect others. And this goes down to the philosophy of why people carry guns. We're going to get into that more towards the end of the podcast, but you know, your duty is to protect others. So you should be the sheepdog to the sheep. And what does the sheepdog do? He protects the sheep from the wolves. And I feel that just like you, I'm an alpha silverback and it's my job to protect others. It's my job to be that sheepdog and to watch over those who can't protect themselves. So that first tip is really important. Just get your head out of your apps and just fucking pay attention, man. Look around, keep an eye on everybody. I mean, you don't have to be like, you know, a police officer getting too crazy with it, but just every once in a while, man, look up from what you're doing, kind of look around. Okay, everything's cool. Because I mean, dude, this guy walked in with a bulletproof vest and an AR-15. And you know, another thing is I'm sure a lot of those people didn't even know what gunshots sounded like. Do you know what it sounds like? An AR-15 is fucking loud, dude. It's going to sound like an explosion. And a lot of people would be like, what was that? Right? I think getting some education, especially in this day and age, Go shoot an AR-15, get some education about how it works, what kind of ammo it uses. I feel the more you know about your enemy, the more likely it is you'll be able to protect yourself. All right, tip number two is to get off the X. If this were happening, you wanna get the fuck out of there if you can. Hiding is definitely an option, but it's a worse option compared to just getting off the X. That's what they call it in the military is just get off the X, move tactically, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But dude, run, get the fuck out of there. Don't be a looky-loo trying to see what's going on. And be aware of like where the nearest exits are. When I go to a restaurant, I just have a very casual observation. Okay, there's the exit. If something pops off, I can get out. A lot of people have no idea. Like, let me ask you, in your supermarket, do you know how to get out? Like if you're in the back, could you get out of the supermarket effectively? Do you have any idea? Well, you should have an idea. And when the shit happens, you hear explosions going off, I'd get the fuck out of there. Even if it's just somebody, I don't know, like throwing an M80 and just fucking around. We don't know what's going to happen. Run for your life, man. The best thing you can do is run. And it's the first thing they teach you in martial arts, right? The person who's the smartest is the one who knows how to run. And that's definitely a good tip. All right, the next tip is to move tactically. And what that means is move in a way where you're hard to kill. Move in a way where you're going from cover to cover and you're not just running with the masses like a chicken with your head cut off. Okay, so if a shooting was to be going on and let's say you're in a mall, right? You have no idea where it's coming from. You just know that there's a shooting going on and you're sprinting like across the food court and you don't know what the fuck is happening. You know where the shooter is and you're not moving from cover to cover, at least trying to identify where the shots are coming from, where he can hit you from even better, you're gonna be an easy target. So moving tactically means moving from cover to cover. Now a quick tip, there's a difference between cover and concealment. Concealment is just as it sounds. It conceals you, he can't see you, but he could shoot through it. Like behind a wall, right? Behind a house wall. 
Like a lot of people think that their walls are bulletproof. Oh, I'll just, if somebody starts shooting up my house, I'll be fine. Dude, it's drywall. It's wood. It's nothing. Bullets will go right through that. But you hide behind a planter. You hide behind a brick wall. You hide behind even an engine block, which is the best place to hide when you're hiding behind a car. For example, let's say this takes place in the parking lot. Get behind the engine. Don't hide behind the tire, like the back tire, or worse yet, kneel behind the center of the car because he could shoot under it. He could even shoot through it. So behind things that bullets can't penetrate. Have you ever thought about this? I mean, until I started studying it, I didn't think about it. Like what's the difference between cover and concealment? So when trying to get off the X, yeah, you want to do it with speed. You want to get the fuck out of there, but you also want to move tactically. Before you cross into an open space, stop behind a wall and peek over and see if the dude's just not sitting there picking people off like rabbits, right? And if he is, then you fucking go the other direction. So especially like in that supermarket, I'm sure people were just like launching left and right, running all over the place like mice caught in a cage. Now, dude, I can't judge. I wouldn't be any different probably. Who knows what the fuck would happen? And, and can we really sit here and say, oh, if that happened, I'd like to pull out my gun and kill him. Can we really say that? Or I'd move tactically. Can you really stop when you have so much adrenaline pumping through you? I don't know. I've never been in that situation. A lot of you guys who are listening are in the military. Maybe some of you have been in that situation. I understand that when you're getting shot at, it's a completely different deal. So how the fuck can I comment? But ideally, you'd want to you know, stop before you run into an open space. Look, observe, try to think tactically and move from cover to cover and then get the fuck off the X and obviously call the cops and just get the hell out of there. All right, another tip that was interesting to me was that gunshots will often echo, especially in closed off places. And it can sound like the gunshot is coming from behind you when in fact it's coming from in front of you. And then a lot of people will run away from the gunshot that perceptually sounds like it's from behind you and they'll run right into the gunman. This happens a lot with mass shootings. So you have to be aware like, okay, even if this sounds like it's coming from over there, how do I know that? So you're still moving tactically. You're still very aware. You're looking, you look, look, and then you dart to the next cover. And then you look, look, and dart to the next one. So watch out for echoes. And that goes into the next tip, which is don't just follow the crowd, right? A lot of people will just follow the crowd because they think that the crowd knows what they're doing, but they often don't. They're just as lost as you are. And dude number four followed number three, who followed number two, who followed number one, and number one is just a slapjack who has no idea what the hell he's doing. So now you got four people. It's like the blind leading the blind. How do you know that these groups of people know where they're going? And furthermore, what is the gunman going to target? He's going to target groups of people because it's more potential kills, right? And as sad as it is to say that, that's all these motherfuckers are doing. They just want to kill as many of us as they can. So the thing you should do is get away from crowds. Now, if a crowd knows that the gunman's over there and they're running away from him, obviously you don't want to run towards the gunman, but maybe you want to try to take a different route. Or maybe you want to try to think outside the box and hide and like try to crawl up into the ceiling or something. So, you know, a place that you go often, like particularly the supermarkets, because that seems to be a place where it gets shot up a lot or, you know, anywhere else, even your work, think about like, dude, if this happened, what would I do? I mean, just think about that. You don't have to think about it every day. Just do one quick plan because you always fall back on your training, right? So if you kind of train for it in your mind that, all right, if this happens, I'm going to do this. Like in my supermarket, I know where the exit is. I know what I do. If I was in this part of the supermarket, and I've actually thought about this surprisingly before the shooting even happened, 
sometimes I would be like in the fruit section getting fruit and I'd be like, dude, what if somebody walked in right now and just started popping shots off? What would I do? Well, I'd fucking dart this way and dart this way and get out, especially if I saw the gunman and I knew where he was. Then you can dart. You don't have to worry about going from cover to cover. You can just dart and get the hell out of there. So I want to encourage you guys to make that plan in your head as well. Now, another tip I heard, and some of you guys may disagree with this, my verdict's kind of still out, but another tip I heard was to hide. Now, I think that's a good tip if you're kind of cornered. You can't get away. There is no exit. You're basically locked in a room. If you hide in a really good hiding spot and you know maybe the ceiling or something like that would be a good hiding spot if you can get there. There's so many assumptions being made, but if you can get there, I think that's a pretty good strategy because when a shooter is shooting at people, he has tunnel vision. He's not really that aware of the difficult targets, let's say. He's trying to do like a turkey shoot where he's going for the easy targets, going for the crowds, just trying to get as many kills as he can because he knows too, like somebody else might have a gun and shoot him in the back of the head any moment. So he's just going for, for kills. So if you were in the supermarket, let's say, and this starts going on, I mean, maybe a strategy would be to hide like behind the toilet paper or something like that, or I don't know, anywhere you can hide if you're cornered, right? And you know, it's probably not the best option. The best option would be to get off the X, get as far away as you can, but not only do they have tunnel vision, they're also not able to hear very clearly because gunshots are fucking loud. So if he's wearing ear pro, which means ear protection, then he's not gonna be able to hear little sounds. But if he's not, then his ears are gonna be ringing probably a lot. And then he might be wearing, I don't think this ever happened in the case of a gunman. I think most of them go in without ear or eye protection. But if he's wearing those kind of earmuff things that silence out gunshots and then you can hear while the gunshots aren't going off, they're pretty cool. I use them myself when I go practice shooting. Still, you can't really hear small sounds that much. So as far as making sounds, I don't think that's as important as just getting out of sight as much as you can. Because once again, he's going to get tunnel vision, he's going for shots, and they usually end pretty quickly. You know, in Boulder, police were on scene, not quick enough for some people's taste, but I think they still did a pretty good fucking job. They were on scene and within 30 seconds, they stacked up and they went in. And let's really look at this, dude. Like they went in to a mass shooting situation knowing that they could die and the first guy in did die. And this was a great guy, man. He had seven kids. There was a story about him. He was like rescuing some kitten out of a storm drain or something. A really good dude, apparently. And this guy fucking died trying to go in and save people's lives. So this podcast is definitely for him. Brother, you are a hero. All right, now the worst case scenario. And I wonder if it would be the thing that you would do. And this is where we get into the conversation about guns. The final step is to fight, take the fight to him. And now for me, the jury is out as to whether or not I do that. I think for me is if my family was there and I could get them out, I would get off the X. If I was there alone and he was killing people and I had a gun on me, I think that I'd probably try to go hunt him down and kill him. I really think I'd do that. Just based on my experience of being a bouncer, seeing my other bouncer friends getting beat up, the first thing I did was attack. I remember this one time, this huge motherfucker was beating the shit out of my friend bouncer, who was a smaller guy. And I just saw red and I just charged and I tackled this guy. Didn't know any jujitsu, wasn't trained yet on how to fight, but it seems like every time somebody's trying to hurt somebody who I love or anybody else, I just see red and I go in. Now, would that happen with a gunfight? Bro, I cannot say I would do that. 
in any measure whatsoever. Hell, I might piss my pants, pass out, run away. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But I'd hope because I do train with firearms and I do want to protect you know, my community, I hope that I do the right thing. And in my opinion, somebody's shooting up the place and you have a gun on you, it's your duty to kill that motherfucker. That's my opinion. Now, again, if I'm with my family, I mean, it, it depends on a myriad of situations. But I want to ask you, what would you do, bro? Like if you had a gun, would you shoot them? I think 90% of you guys are being like, fuck yeah, dude, headshot, two in the head, one in the chest. And then I'd fucking piss on his corpse. Because any motherfucker that comes in there and tries to kill innocent people, I mean, dude, a 25-year-old girl was killed, a 20-year-old, this guy would have killed kids. He would have killed your mom, bro. Would you let him live? Hell no, dude. Headshot, straight to the dome piece. That's what the fuck I'd hope you do. So for you international guys, you might find this interesting that gun laws here in the United States, as you know, are pretty loose and we are allowed to have firearms. Now it depends on the state and I don't know how much you know about the United States, but there's red states and there's blue states. So red states are those states which are Republican, blue states are Democrat. Now in the red states, such as Texas, Arizona, states like that, they're usually pretty pro-gun. So pro-gun means gun laws are a lot looser and you can carry a gun on your hip. For example, like here in Colorado, I could carry a gun around on my belt, no problem. Now, will it make some people nervous? Yes, especially after the mass shooting. But actually the day after the mass shooting happened, I was at the UPS store and there was a dude with a Glock on his hip and I knew he wasn't a mass shooter. I mean, at least I assume so. He was just kind of exercising his right to carry a gun in open so that everybody could see it, probably because the way he thinks is, if I have a gun, I'm protecting people. It's really interesting, like the philosophy about guns. And this is a fascinating thing that I'm always thinking about and talking to people about, which is right-wing people who are super pro-gun, they think the more guns you have, the safer you are. I remember one time I was at a gun show. I'm talking thousands of guns. They had fucking Uzis and AR-15s and shotguns and everything under the sun you could ever imagine. And there was these two army guys in line behind me and the one army guy turned to the other. He's like, dude, this is the safest place in Denver right now. And I kind of found that interesting. I was like, huh, he thinks this is the safest place in Denver. I guess on one hand, that's true. But on another hand, it's not true, right? Like, bruh, there's 10,000 guns here. What if one's accidentally loaded, which has happened, by the way, at a gun show in Colorado, and someone pulls the trigger and that gun goes off? Can you really tell me that's the safest place in Colorado right now? Don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But it's interesting because the right-wing people think more guns is more safety. Left-wing people think that take away everybody's guns, you'll be safer. My thought is right in the middle. I honestly believe that places like Australia and Great Britain probably have a little bit more of an intelligent insight on it, which is, dude, don't let everybody have guns because it's going to create problems. And then you might tell me, yeah, but people are going to die anyway. Well, bro, if you go into King Supers with the sword, do you think you can kill 10 people as quick as that kid did with an AR-15? I mean, listen, we can argue about this all day. Just my personal opinion, probably for a society. Now, I know this is going to piss in a lot of your rivers, but probably for a society, it's probably better off with so many guns. However, being it that guns are already here, being it that criminals already have them, bro, I want my fucking guns and I have six of them. I got a six hour P226, a Glock 43, a 22 rifle, a 12 gauge shotgun, a hunting rifle and an AR-15. And you know, I, I want them to protect myself because if somebody comes at my family, just like I said, man, two to the dome, one to the chest, that's what it's all about because people already have guns. So it kind of depends on your opinion. Now for me, 
I also have my concealed carry. Okay, now what is that? Concealed carry means that you can carry the gun concealed on your person. You can carry it in a backpack. You can carry it under your shirt where people cannot see it. If you have a gun and you do not have a concealed carry license, at least in Colorado, and I'm pretty sure for the rest of the United States as well, you cannot carry that gun concealed, which means you can carry it on your hip in most states, probably not California, although don't quote me on that, I don't know. But most states, you can carry it on your hip or somewhere where people can see it. Like legally, check this out, legally in Colorado, you can walk around with the AR-15. You can just hold it. Now, I've seen people do this, these super like pro-gun kind of people who want to make a point, and immediately the cops get called. The cops ask them like, bro, why are you walking around with an AR? What's going on? So you're going to get tons of hassle, but you can legally do it. So the guy who walked into Boulder, honestly, which is, this is a trip, legally, I'm pretty sure, anybody let me know if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was legally able to walk through that parking lot unless, of course, King Supers owned the parking lot and they had some gun laws about it. But let's just say, I believe he was legally uh, had the right to do that. Now, of course, the second he opened fire, that's when the shit became extremely illegal. But isn't that interesting? That in the United States, you can just have a gun on you. Now, for me, I do have my concealed carry, which means yet again, I can carry it hidden. Now, I will carry it hidden when I feel I'm in a seedy area, but based on a conversation I had once with a good cop friend of mine, I don't typically carry it because he said this, look, if you're in a mass shooting situation, in any situation for that matter, and you take out your gun and you kill the motherfucker, what if somebody thinks you're the mass shooter? What if somebody thinks you're the dude shooting everybody up or you're like running through the mall when there's a mass shooting situation with your Sig Sauer P2269 millimeter with thoughts in your head that you're going to go smoke this guy and some other dude thinks it's you and then headshots your ass, right? There's so many things that can go wrong. And that's what he said. He's like, bro, if you shoot anybody, even under the most legal, justifiable pretenses, you are going to jail. You have to get a lawyer. Like literally somebody comes up to you with a knife and tries to kill you, you shoot them and kill them, that's legal. But you're still going to jail. You're still going through all the court proceedings. You still have to go through all that nightmare. He's like, man, I just don't want to deal with it. He's like, look, I should be carrying all the time, but I choose not to. Now, again, I know a lot of you right-wing gun-carrying champions do listen to this podcast. Listen, if you want to carry, that's fine with me. In fact, in a lot of ways, I support it. There's a duality of thought. I can see why you do it and I can see why not to do it as well. Now, for me personally, after the shooting, because I fear copycat killers, because I know these things come in waves, when I go into the supermarket, I am carrying. And what's interesting is I carry appendix, which means, and you guys who know nothing about guns are gonna trip out, the gun gets tucked right in the front of your pants. Yes, aimed at your penis. And yes, there is one in the chamber. Now you're thinking, what the fuck is this guy thinking? Believe me, I thought that too. And I used to carry Israeli carry, which means there isn't one in the chamber, meaning you have to cock it first. But time and again, I watch lots of tactical training videos. Most of the time, you don't have time to cock your gun before you need to shoot it. Most situations happen so quickly, you need to drop, boom, shoot. So you may be wondering, can it go off? No, when it's in the holster, it's completely safe. Now, I don't like to say completely because who knows what the fuck could happen, which is yet another argument not to carry a gun, right? Blow your own penis off. But it's safe because the holster has a trigger guard over it. And in the case of Glocks, you cannot drop a gun and it goes off, 
right? So there's a lot of movies where like the gun falls on the ground, it goes off, bullshit, bullshit. At least with modern guns, does not happen. So I have a Kydex sheath that goes right there in appendix carry. And then I also carry an extra magazine on the left side. So on the right side of my dick is the gun. Left side of it is the extra magazine. You'd be surprised at how many people carry like that. You know, you think like, well, why don't you just carry it like behind your back in your waistband? This is like the worst place ever. I'm not going to get into a big speech about it, but trust me, it's tactically, it's a horrible place to carry it. Even on your hip, like people can often see it. So yeah, right in the front there, it's the safest, quickest draw. That's where most people who know what they're doing like to carry their gun. So once again, guys, you know, this is something that you have to decide for yourself. You know, I think for the vast majority of you guys, you don't carry a gun. So just think about if there was a mass shooting in XYZ place, what would I do? I'd try to get off the X, I'd move tactically, I'd go from cover to cover. Remember, if you hide behind a bush, they can still shoot you through the bush. I'd get off the fucking X and I'd call the cops. And I hope that when this guy goes to prison, he gets butt bang gang by a hundred freaking gigantic inmates for the rest of his goddamn life. And I hope that's what happens to this kid who was 21 and he didn't die, by the way. He was just shot in the leg. He may have taken a couple rounds to the chest, but he had a bulletproof vest on. And so he's going to jail. And I guarantee you, he's going to get his in jail. Absolutely guaranteed. So I don't know, man. This has been a really tough couple weeks and it was a tough episode to record. And you know, I know a lot of you guys will disagree with me with my stance on guns and that's absolutely fine. I think that as a man, we have to choose what we do. And if you disagree, you know what? It's fine. Save it though. Like you don't need to be arguing with me, emailing me. I don't read those emails anyway, to be honest with you. So if you try to spew hate at me and be like, bro, you're an idiot. You should carry all the time. Or you're an idiot. You should never carry because you're going to blow your dick off. Look, I don't want to hear it. Okay. So don't, don't even hit me up about it. If however, you have some good information, some good advice, and you want to partake in the conversation, sure, you can email me. By the way, I just got a really hot assistant. Her name is Daisy. And the reason I got her is because I needed some help with those emails. So it may run into her first. She'll reply. And if I think it warrants a conversation, you and I will chat. So that's it for me, guys, in this episode. Once again, it's really unfortunate that I had to record this in the first place, but I hope I gave you some information or at least some food for thought to think about, you know, what would I do? How can I plan for this? Because I want you to survive, brother. And I want that guy to kill as few people as possible. And if I can help make that happen for the next shooting, which will happen, like think about that. Right now, there are crazies out there who are planning to do this. Are you gonna be there when they do it? That's something you have to think about. And bro, you could be at a freaking country concert in Las Vegas outside and suddenly some dude starts shooting from the adjacent hotel and you don't like you're just sitting there listening to music and then suddenly this happens to you that's the problem with these things is that you don't know when it's going to happen therefore they have the upper hand the way you get a little bit more of the upper hand is by preparing prior preparation prevents poor performance i hope that if i'm in king supers next week and some surly motherfucker comes in and tries to repeat what that kid did in boulder i hope that i would have the courage to put two in his dome and I would do so happily. I just hope that I can keep my shit together in order to do it. Now, if I'm with my family, we're getting off the X. That's what I've decided. My question for you is, what would you do? All right, gentlemen, thank you again for listening. I do appreciate it. I'm coming swinging with another hard hitting episode on Monday. So please stay tuned for that. And I will see you in the next episode.